Hi everybody, welcome to the Here to Ask podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Kay. Everybody has a story to tell and I'm here to ask all that because I'm here to ask. Join me each and every Monday as I ask people from different walks of life, be it your celebrities, normal people, doctors, teachers, street vendors, family and friends and I ask them weird questions, random questions, be it funny, whatever it may be. Do join me each and every Monday as I ask these questions and I get to know what shape the people that they are today and where they come from and where they aspire to go. Do not miss out. Thank you for listening. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Here to Us podcast with me, your host, Michelle Kay. Today, I have a very important guest on my podcast. I will be talking to Sheila Afari. Now, she is the managing director of Sheila Afari Public Relations, and she's also a multi-winning entrepreneur, and she's an editor for Mosaic Magazine. I'm going to be talking to her via Zoom. We're going to be talking about entrepreneurship, how she got to where she is today, the kind of things that she faced and things like that so we're gonna get to it hi sheila hi michelle thanks for having me thank you so much for coming to the here to us podcast excited to chat to you awesome so here on the here to us podcast there's this thing that i do it's called setting the record straight i'm gonna be asking you the assumption that are in line with what you do um and you, you'll be telling me if it's a yay or a nay if it's true or false and yeah we'll take it from there are you ready oh ready all right is it a yay or nay that magazines are all glitz and glam nay mm-hmm. um is it a yay or nay that entrepreneurs need to be greedy nay well i guess we you know what your definition of greedy is so it's different to be hungry um and you know hustling but for me a sense of greediness mm-hmm. um no Such entrepreneurs who are greedy don't tend to go far or not sustainable mm-hmm. i believe in building products and getting your business right and the money will follow um entrepreneurship is all about connectedness Mm, that's a tricky one but i would go with nay and the last one is a young business person you need to be a risk taker yay all right so now i'm gonna get to to ask you the more deep questions i want to get to know you a little bit better can you please tell me about yourself who you are and where you come from kim my name is sheila fari i'm an entrepreneur I identify as being Ghanaian South African. Mm-hmm. I was born in Ghana, but I've lived in South Africa since I was two years old. Yeah. I grew up in the Eastern Cape. I went to university in Cape Town. I'm currently based in Johannesburg. I'm an ambitious young woman. I don't believe in the answer no. I like to think big and try to execute things. And, you know, I like to challenge myself all the time. I believe that entrepreneurship is the key to combating poverty on the continent mm-hmm. and I hope to play a role in being able to encourage and grow other entrepreneurs across the continent. I like the fact that you grew up all over South Africa. I mean, that is really nice. You, get, you got to see all the parts of it and experience South Africa. I, I like that. What was your childhood like? Does it have any role in businesswoman that you've become today? Um, well, I definitely think my upbringing has a lot to do with person I'm, I am today, um, I think I'm quite different from how I was as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, I was 
very shy um, and introvert. I still think I'm an introvert, but I know how to be an extrovert when I need to be. I'm very to myself, a lot in, in my head. I I still carry those those characteristics, but I think I'm quite. I've come out of my shell since then. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just kind of you know family upbringing, just you know that you know they place a lot of value on education, a lot of value on hard work, a lot of value on ethics and those kind of things. And I think I've kind of you know those things are definitely instilled and kind of grown into me all right and just kind of the notion that no one is there to help not necessarily help you but to do things for you you know i i i really learned to be independent at a very young age i was born in school when i was six um so i've almost kind of led a life that has enabled me to be an entrepreneur that isn't scared to be alone, that isn't scared to do things for myself and to make a plan and, you know, not to wither the first challenge that comes through. Now, you mentioned family there, which leads me to my next question. Do you come from an entrepreneurial background? At first, I didn't realize that I did. Um, My father's a medical doctor, so he was working in a hospital setting, but he actually owns own private practice so he owns his own business so cancer he's an entrepreneur as well and my mom over the years has owned various types of businesses um, from hair salons to bookshops she currently has a catering and hiring business so yes I have had people that are entrepreneurial around me but it wasn't something that was necessarily instilled or encouraged when I was younger it was really about you know going to school, getting good marks in school, going to university, getting a job. I didn't quite follow that trajectory, but that was kind of the expectation that was there. But I think just maybe inherently, um, you know, having parents that do have a school state of running business, you know, maybe I have that as well for them. But then would you say that maybe the parents or the fact that they would t- um, say that you must go to school early and do this and do that, inspired you to become an entrepreneur or it's something that you did all by yourself? I actually fell into entrepreneurship, but it's definitely not the plan. I don't think, you know, it's something I would have chosen. You know, now being on the other side of, you know, the journey, I think I've been an entrepreneur for 11 or so years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's something I wouldn't not do what I'm doing now. I mean, as in being an entrepreneur, but it definitely wasn't something I grew up thinking I would be an entrepreneur. You know, I really thought I would maybe be a doctor. Um, I studied psychology at university. So, you know, that was, you know, a career path that could have been plausible. So, yeah, no, it 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 wasn't ever on my radar. What exactly does Sheila Afari Public Relations do? Bespoke PR agency. Um, most of my clients are in the entertainment industry. So either they're musicians, they're TV personalities, they're actresses, or actors. Um, but I also do have clients outside of entertainment that are either in business, um, fashion, technology, across the board, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say I'm probably known most for the work I do in the entertainment industry. Um, we provide media relations services essentially for, for our clients so we get them featured on you know, TV, radio, newspapers, magazines and online. Um, when there's news that's around something that they're doing, we put our press releases and kind of pitch that to media so people kind of talk about that. Um, but yeah, we cross the board um, PR services. Yeah. I do have a sister company that kind of dovetails the PR services, but focuses more on music services, on getting um, artists' music on radio and TV. So 
that kind of broke away from the main peer company and now has its own brand identity. I read somewhere that um, they, they named you the brains behind celeb brands. And I was really fascinated by that statement. And it got me thinking like, who is this lady? And what brands, what celebs? Can you please tell me some of the names that you've worked with in the entertainment industry? <laughs> well, I haven't, I haven't about to see that article. <laughs> brains behind celeb brands mm. um you know people do ask the question like you know who do you work with and i never really you know like to talk about it mm-hmm. in the sense of you know if you'd want to know like public knowledge you can go to google you can look at my website i think i do have some clients there um i think for me it's one of those it's you ask you know who do you work with and the conversation ends there but you don't get a sense of oh there's actually a bigger team in place they're different moving parts so yes, you know, someone can say, oh, you're the brains behind, you know, a student's lab brand, but most of my clients are managers, you know, other people in their team. So I can't take all credit. Yeah. I'm really good at what I do. Yeah. And we're talking about, you know, how I do the PR for student clients and the role I've played in their brand in sure. But I'm not going to just kind of own up to being like, you know, responsible for this, you know, the success of this, you know, artist or brand or client. Anybody's interested in who I work with, you can, you know, go check um, us up on social media. Um, the PR company is SAPR underscore Africa. And that's the same as the website. I respect what <laughs> you just said. Like, it makes a lot of sense to me. Now I feel stupid for even asking the question. But anyway, I really like that. Another thing that I want to ask you is, the name Sheila Afari Public Relations. I know a lot of people yes. have different names for their companies, like you find cliches, whatever you want to call it. Why did you choose to to use your own name? Did you have any other names and were like, okay, now nah, I'm just going to stick to my own name? Why that? You know, I've tried to change it along the <laughs> along the way, and it's one of those ways, just kind of like stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I also just fell into the PR industry as well. Um, uh, long story short, I had resigned from a job I had for a year. And during the time I'd been doing some work for my boss's wife, who was a fashion designer. And I had managed to kind of get her some features in some magazines and things like that. Um, she had a publicist, but in my opinion, <laughs> the publicist didn't really do much for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was leaving, my boss was like, or the former boss was like, don't you want to offer my wife some services? So I went back and thought, and I was like, well, maybe I can offer her some PR services because I did more than that business did. And maybe I was very arrogant and also very ignorant, you know, because I actually never really knew what PR was about. I had to study PR, but I had this confidence that I could actually do, like, get the job done. And I like to be professional. So, okay, well, I said I'll offer PR services and they were okay with that and I like to be professional so I registered the company had logo made yada 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 so when registering the company I'd been I got to the point where I had a lot of diverse interests so the idea of a mother company was there I knew that I needed a holding company so Sheila Fari Group was just at the forefront there was no other name that was coming to me I knew that I wanted to have my name I think just from a point of legacy um I was trying to build something and having my name there just made sense. And then just, you know, things didn't move. So mm-hmm. I needed a name quickly for a pure company. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just kind of went to the mother company, you know, because the company is really just Sheila Fari Group. And then I just called it Sheila Fari PR. 
Mm. And a few years later, I tried rebrand, but people were like, but no, people know you should apply PR, you know, don't try use another name. Everyone um, always asks me, what's your PR company called? You know, I'm like a soft name, like, oh, you know, so they know the name, but they don't, I don't think it, that's a business name as well. Okay, all right. Now, please tell me, what are some of the challenges that you faced as a young woman starting up her own businesses in the early days? Well, I think, you know, it's, I guess, a blessing and, and a curse or, you know, like, not curse, but like part of the problems of challenges was that I really went into it blindly. Like I mentioned earlier, like I fell into entrepreneurship. I wasn't planning on being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So I literally was walking on campus one day and I stepped on a flyer that was advertising entrepreneurship week. And for some reason, this piqued my interest. Like I've never, you know, the idea of entrepreneurship wasn't really a solid thing. You know, I remember like being young and watching TV and you see people having businesses and it was always like, you know, when you're old and you have money, then you might open up a store or things like that. But it wasn't about starting money from scratch without any kind of, you know, resources or things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, you know, I was just curious, you know. So I attended that um, Entrepreneurship Week program and I was really blown away. There were so many students that were running their own businesses and were paying their own university fees from it, paying their siblings university fees, mm-hmm. like they were thriving. And I felt like if these students <laughs> can do this, so can I. Why can't I? And maybe now? that's just a characteristic or personality of, you know, an entrepreneur that if I just have that kind of instilled in me, but I just believe that, you know, I could also do something. Yeah. And during that week, we learned um, how to register a business. So I had registered business. And one of the speakers they had said, the way you know today's climate is don't just you know expect you can open up a shop and people will come patronize you so start a business from a hobby start a business with something that you can just use with two hands and feet that doesn't cost you anything yeah so the only thing that came to mind at the time was an events company and although i didn't want to start an events company because everybody had an events company at varsity but that's what came to mind so i raised an events company but i thought you know maybe one day you once i've graduated it. it might come it might come into, you know, might come handy. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't planning on starting an events company varsity, but I had registered it. And then that weekend, when they were having a closing dinner, they invited some established entrepreneurs to the dinner. And the man sitting next to me asked me, what to do? So I said, I have an events company. Like I literally registered like two or three days before that. And then he said, you know, he has an event coming up. And I said, yes, because I recognized that he was trying to give me an opportunity. He knew I was a student. You know, yeah. He knew I wasn't going to do you know, blow, come with some, you know, amazing things. So I, I recognize that opportunity. And I think that's kind of been a trait in my entrepreneurial journey where I've been able to recognize opportunities that kind of, that's how my businesses, all my businesses have started by just kind of recognizing some opportunities. Opportunity, <laughs> so yeah. there's never really a plan, just, but just kind of fell along the way. So to go back to the question about challenges is, I started without knowing anything. So here I am planning this event and you know, you want to put costs together and stuff, but you're not thinking, you know, you know, factor in, okay, what does airtime cost, you know, transport, you know, so there's things I had to literally learn on the job. Um, So, you know, they say experience is the best teacher and that's really how I learned. And the challenges, I think, you know, entrepreneurs, you know, I think finances are one of the biggest challenges. You know, you think, you you hear all the stories about, you know, don't blow money and, you know, buy this, buy that, but it's always those cases. I think just general cash flow issues where, you know, maybe clients don't pay on time or whatever case it be. So I think just that was a challenge. And I think also just staff, you know, managing people is a job in its own. Mm-hmm. And I've had lots of experiences along the way where it was just very challenging working um, with people where it's almost like, you know, you expect people to just do the work, but, you know, there's excuses for days, we're not doing anything. So 
kind of navigating that space. And I think, you know, after, you know, many years now, and I think I found it a sweet spot in terms of the type of, you know, team that works well with me. So I'm someone who, I don't like to micromanage people. Yeah. I want to be able to give you a task and for you to run with it. But, you know, if you're struggling or having, you know, issues, they have to come to me and let's see how they can solve it. But I don't want to kind of impose my views on you because I believe you're you know, I don't need another me. You know, I believe you come with your strengths and things like that. So it's always about, you know, how can you execute something and maybe yeah. I can even learn from you. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's a story for another day. So, yeah, I think there's challenges across the board, you know, money, people, um, you know, just navigating new spaces without any kind of, you know, real experience or knowledge about those industries. But overall, you know, as much as, you know, there's been a lot of low lows, there's been a lot of high highs. So it's been, it's been a good journey overall. All right. That was very, that was like a very inspiring story. As, as young people, we must learn to recognize opportunity when we see it and we mustn't be afraid. Like, I really like that. What do you enjoy most about being Sheila Afari, being your own boss? Well, it's, you know, although I had a job for a year mm-hmm. and that also, you know, was not necessarily a, a traditional kind of job because it came through a mentor or just uh, a whole nother kind of you know scenario so i've never really been in the space where it's like you know i i've gotten into the space where i really had a, a taste or experience of the other side of you know kind of this traditional working space mm-hmm. but i think for me it's just kind of you know i'm actively playing a role in the type of life i want to have and you know i love that you know i'm in control of that you know so i wake up excited it's about life just you know about being able to do what I can do and to build so that in future I can have the life that I want to have. I'm loving the life I'm living now and I see that you know it can get better and that life really is about you know entrepreneurship affords me the ability to have time and to do what I want at that time and for me that's something you know that's priceless um, so I think you know that's what I really enjoy. I've got the point where I can literally work from anywhere in the world internet computer or just you know even your phone um, you can get a lot done. So, you know, we in a space where, um, you know, remote working is a thing, you know, even before COVID, you know, my, my whole team, we don't, we don't have any physical offices anymore. I have people in Durban, I have people in the Northwest, you know, we're all scattered all over the place. Um, and I think just, you know, we've been talking about the fourth industrial revolution for so long and I think COVID really just kind of expedited that experience and a lot of big businesses are telling their, their, their staff that, you know what, you can actually just work home indefinitely you are officially now my my role model like you are everything i want to be <laughs> when i become a, a successful woman one day so tell me what are some of the ingredients that you believe most entrepreneurs they need to have need to acquire in order for them to become successful well i think you know as an entrepreneur just your mindset needs to be a bit different you know like there's no one that you're not waking up to work for a salary you know like you do it because you have to do it you know you, there's no kind of additional motivation you have to be self you have to be a self-motivated person mm-hmm. um being able to look out for opportunities so opportunities mean different things to different people so some people opportunities are what solutions can i provide you know the most successful businesses often are ones that are providing solutions in some form or another um you know everyone's like you know work smart not hard Yes, but it takes time to get to that point, you know. So yeah. there is a level of, you know, work ethic that's needed. Um, it's early mornings, late nights, 
and you know you sacrifice a lot but it, it eventually becomes worth it but you know so i'd say you know you have to be self-motivated you have to be able to be someone who can spot opportunities and you know it's not about money it's about looking at how do you make the world a better place yeah. you know how yeah. do you capitalize around things that are happening around you yeah and be with and be ready and willing to put in the work all right and once you put money in, in the forefront then you're definitely headed in the wrong direction yeah i think you know things are different for people but just generally you know yeah money can't be a driving factor because once the money goes what keeps you motivated what keeps you moving because yeah. trust me you know money goes but then once you not make money you're not scared if it goes because you know that okay no money today but tomorrow i can make money so yeah money is not a factor all right now you're also an executive editor for mosaic magazine how would you describe your job in five words mm-hmm. my job as an editor five words mm-hmm. i would say exciting Mm-hmm. Blank canvas, <laughs> firing legacy. <laughs> so exciting in the sense of you know it's you build something from scratch. It's like something that didn't exist, and you play a role in shaping it. Yeah, and you have to be excited about what you you are doing to continue with it. Blank canvas again is something from scratch. You know, I get to give direction to you know the publication and what's happening with it. Legacy. You know, it's really about you know building something. So whether it's building it to sell or building it that it plays a role in people's lives, that it creates something. So you know, we've had um, you know we've had legacy publications that unfortunately have closed recently, but you know your Bonas have been still a legacy publication that's been around for decades. People have grown, yeah. shifting the conversations. You know, and I think as Africans, we need to play a bigger role in the media space in terms of you know. How are we shifting the narrative on the continent? So instead of letting the information come from the Western side, we need to be able to get stories out from Africa about Africans. Mm-hmm. Um, what did I say for legacy? Inspiring. Right. I think just you know, being in a space where you get to tell people stories. You know, I'm constantly inspired. I hope other people are inspired by you know what they read and what they see. And you do it beautifully, so like it's so glamorous. It's it's all things nice. It's actually very beautiful. Thank you. So, what's your greatest strength in your role as an editor? Well, I think um, in the magazine space, it's kind of just where I come from. So, come from in terms of you know just kind of the ethos of how it got started in the first place was I believe that someone in the PR space, I need to be a media owner as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I'm coming from the background where I'm dealing with lots of media. You know, I know how media works. I know, you know, the format of you know pitching for stories across certain, you know, sectors and you know different features. So just having the understanding, I think, definitely, you know, puts me in a position of leverage. Yeah. So I think just kind of, you know, having that media knowledge firstly. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, I do love writing, but we do have writers, so. For me, it's more about kind of holding the narrative and direction of the magazine, not necessarily, you know, doing the physical day-to-day writing anymore. All right. Um, all right. But I always, you know, say that, you know, if money wasn't an issue, uh, what would I be doing? And I probably think I'd just be writing all day. Mm, all right, all right. Now, yeah. have you always wanted to work in media or is something that just happened along the way? I would say it happened along the way. Um, they, you know, I grew up in... The, in you know, in the age where it was like your doctor, lawyer, accountant, like, you know, you, the job descriptions, you know, were not that many that you knew of, you know. Um, so, yes, I guess, you know, because I read magazines when I was younger. So the concept of an editor, I guess, was there. But 
not to say I thought I wanted to be an editor, that was definitely not there. Um, but funny enough, I did start a magazine at school. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it was called KHS Mag or Pan Mag or something, I don't remember. But um, <laughs> when I went for my 10 year reunion at school, the publication actually continued, which was nice to see. And I remember, you know, scrapbooking as a kid and putting things together. So I think it's just, there's been an interest, but it was never kind of something I thought I would, you know, do as a career path or anything like that. But I think this, yeah, I think this things that everything is aligned to bring me back to this space. Which of your attributes would you say inspired you or helped you to become the person that you are today? Yeah, I think just I'm a very self-motivated person. Like you don't, I come up with, I come up with ideas and I execute them. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think, you know, being an entrepreneur, that's a really key factor because, you know, I've met people who would tell me their business idea and their thinking and, you know, that's what they want to do. And literally years later, you meet them and they still haven't started. They're still telling you, this is what I want to do. And, you know, so for me, it's the ability to get started. I literally had this magazine idea, cool, run with its name, this, this, get someone to design logo, you move. You have a business idea, you know, that's kind of, you know, where, that's just me and my personality. And that, I think, has helped me, you know, um, in business and gaining success and just kind of thinking long term about the things that I do. Okay. So, Sun Magazine wasn't about, you know, how to make money today. It's about how to make money from the five, ten years time. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the space I'm in at the moment where I am thinking legacy building, but also just opening up different income streams for myself. Um, so I get to a point where I'm not working, but I'm earning. So... I don't have to be actively doing things, but there's different things I've built up that generate money on their own. How do you define success in your own words? I think for me, success isn't always about just kind of, you know, the end goal, because I think this is life, you just keep living and keep doing things. So for me, it's about the starting, you know, I think just getting something off the ground is success. Failing and picking yourself up is success. So for me, I think just success is just being able to continue on the journey, being able to do things, being able to start. All right. You seem like you have a very demanding professional life. How do you juggle that with your personal life? It's it, it wasn't easy. I think I'm in a space now where it's things have come together to allow me to be able to dictate how things go. So in the early days, it's, you know, people can put in your friends around, you can put in minimal work or minimal effort or minimal hours and still get their salary in the month. But, you know, you are, you know, putting in maximum hours to just kind of keep things afloat. So, you know, sometimes you may not be able to have, you know, the resources to be able to be always going out and doing things like everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. So it almost tends to be very lonely and just kind of, you know, you retreat and be in your shell. What advice would you give to the youth out there who are starting out their own businesses or who are struggling to get it up? Don't overthink it. You know, I think the best, I think what really helped me when I started was someone telling me that start with your hobby, start with your two hands and feet. A lot of people who can't get started are thinking about, I don't have the money. Yeah. You know, so what can you do that doesn't require you to have the money? Yeah. And then on the money side is, are you really invested in what you want to do? Because, you know, as a, I started my first business as a student on campus and I would use my pocket money to, you know, have my logo design, to make yeah, business cards, to kind of invest in my business. Yeah. And my friends would use the pocket money to buy clothes, take takeouts. So it's where, where your priorities lie. Yeah. So if you really want to start a business, you need to be able to put your money where your mouth is. Exactly. And also just don't think about starting grand things small. 
So what can you do that is low cost, that doesn't require much money and get started? Because, you know, you can think about an idea for 10 years and 10 years pass, you know, so rather just take the jump, take the leap, get started, start small and work your way up. Yeah, start where you are. Like, do not hesitate. Do not yes, procrastinate. 100%. Yeah. Now, before I let you go, can you please tell me what your favorite quote is? The best is yet to come. I love that quote because, you know, it's we can't think that the best of our lives have passed us. The best is always yet to come. We always have more to look forward to. And yeah, I love that quote. All right. Now, where can we find you on social media? If you want to look you up, like your pictures, ask questions, where can we find you on the socials? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm Sheila Afari. Um, if you want to follow the business, it's SAPR underscore Africa. All right. Thank you so much, Sheila, for coming to the Here to Us podcast. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. Sheila Afari, they're joining me today on the Here to Us podcast. Now, she's a multi-award winning entrepreneur and also an executive editor for Mosaic magazine. She's a woman of many, many talents. I cannot begin to even enlist all the awards that she's won and all the things that she does hope that you guys were inspired hope that you guys learned that the best is yet to come it might not look so right now but then trust and believe that the best for you is yet to come thank you guys so much for listening to the here to us podcast do join me again next week monday for another fun thrilling episode remember be good if you cannot be good be safe thank you so much for listening